Welcome back to Never Settle. We are thinking different today. I have Lauren Grant. She is the founder of Stratosphere 41 Yoga, and we're talking about authenticity. Lauren, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> I have to give a shout out. Lauren's name is beautifully spelled with an A-N at the end. And every time I went to go email her, my autocorrect was like E-N, E-N. So the first thing I connect with and I say, I have to apologize on behalf of my autocorrect, but accept full <laughs> responsibility. She says, don't worry about it. Everybody does it. So learns beautiful and humble at the same time. <laughs> yeah, my mom was like feeling really unique one time. So she wanted to name me after her grand, my grandma, which was named Laura. But then she saw a Ralph Lauren bottle in the drawer. And so she just added it in. That's how my name came about. I mean, she was like, well, Laura's a little outdated. I'm like, mom, you can't say that. <laughs> that's fantastic. And talk about authenticity. You know, that's, that's owning what the name. A quick break from today's sponsor. Did you know 88% of all women-owned businesses generate less than 100K annually and only 4.2% of women hit $1 million in annual rev? Navigating the entrepreneurial space is something I'm always learning about. And one inspiration and resource I'm excited to introduce you to is this week's show sponsor, Cubicle to CEO. Cubicle to CEO is hosted by Ellen Yin. It's a weekly show bringing you case study interviews with leading entrepreneurs and CEOs. So you can skip the expensive, time-consuming learning curve and just see what works that's time-tested. Ellen's transparent quarterly income report episodes are insightful and honest. Yes, this girl opens up her books and shares exactly what media company makes, spends, and profits every 90 days. Listen to episode 125 on Cubicle the CEO, and you can get a detailed breakdown of the seven revenue streams that has generated $746,000 for her business in 2021. So if you want to borrow the best income growth strategies from top entrepreneurs and CEOs, including Ellen herself, Tune in to pass income reports on Cubicle to CEO today. Plus, you can also receive free access to your first $10,000 month masterclass and a bonus workbook by going to our special link, zen.ai forward slash never settle CEO. All the information is dropped below in the description. Authentic, your, your company, Stratosphere 41 Yoga, which the message behind it I love. You started in private aviation, and that's yep. where you wanted to own in on Stratosphere. You know, mm -hmm. I'm a yogi myself, so we have that connection. But when it comes to authenticity, what drove you to say, this is my mission in life, and I'm going to use that mission and message through mediums, platforms, my business? What drove you to that point? Authenticity is something I've struggled with for so long. Um, and then I moved back from Dubai about three years ago. And when I came back to Dubai, from Dubai, I didn't know who I was. I was like, okay, I'm back in America. Like I'm trying to figure this out. I'm going through reverse culture shock. I have no idea what my place is in this world. And so I just started doing what everyone wanted me to do. And I was so stifled to the point where I wouldn't even wear, there's this leather jacket that I love that I got at Goodwill, it was like seven bucks. It's this men's oversized jacket. I would not even wear a jacket because I was like, well, what if people don't like it? What if they think this way of me? And I had to really unpack this with my therapist like every single week. And we had to start so small to the point where she was like, I want you to put on the amount of blush you want today. And then next week we're gonna start a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. So authenticity is something that 
you know, through the company and building it and choosing brand colors and stuff, I started really healing myself because I started to see like my personality come back out. And now I'm like, well, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> That's the power. How do you, um, and I, I feel it coming from your voice. That's the, the really beautiful part to be having this conversation with you. How do you define authenticity then? I think authenticity is when you truly are aligned in like who you are, what you want to do, and that gut feeling. So now I'm like, I really need to trust what my gut is telling me for every little thing in life. Like if it's telling me in business, you know, work with this person, or if it's telling me wear that outfit or date this man, he'd be great for you. I think that's what authenticity is. It's really just listening to what your body, your mind and the universe is telling you and going with it, not trying to talk yourself out of it, not trying to say, well, you know, my mother would prefer I did this and my father would prefer I did that thing and my significant other. No, it's like, what do you truly want out of your life? And just listen, like just sit down and listen to what the universe is telling you. So if I'm hearing a lot of it is quieting the chaos from around you to hear Mm -hmm. the intuitive voice from within. And what I find profound that you're sharing too, is you began to recognize all of these other voices that were coming into your mind that weren't yours, that were guiding the decisions. And you mentioned this part when you came back from Dubai Mm -hmm. and you didn't know who you were and you just started saying yes to everything and everyone. What pushed you you know, that's a hard place to be because I think a lot mm-hmm. of people in this world go through being pleasers and they think they'll just stay safe if they please. But at the end of the day, yeah. you become, you know, almost a hamster or self-sacrificing and pretty mm-hmm. freaking miserable. I would go as far to say. Mm-hmm. What at that point did you find, whoa, I need to change this? Um, I would say first when I did yoga teacher training about – I signed up right when I came back. So about three months later, um, a lot of my feedback was, you know, everything is great, but you're not being yourself. You're not showing up as who you are. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, yes, I am. And I was so defensive at the time. Like, I I don't even (laughs) understand what this means. Like I'm being myself. And then (laughs) fast forward to like last year, I started therapy and I would get the same feedback. Like in therapy, she's like, Lauren, you're literally dying inside because I hear what everybody else wants you to do. And I just hear you over committing. And I never hear about what it is that you want, or what you need, or what you're desiring. And I was like, whoa, when she said like, you're slowly dying. I think that's when it really hit me. I was so shocked. And I was still so angry. I was like, what does she mean? I have like a great life. I'm doing all of these things. And like, I have fabulous (laughs) friends and family. And like, what? (laughs) But then it slowly started to hit me. And I was like, yeah, I'm living this great life on the surface. But then when I come home, I'm miserable. Like I'm sad. I'm crying all the time. I feel stifled. I feel like I have this pit in my chest that I can't like express myself. And that's when it really hit me. And I was like, okay, something's got to change because she's right. I am slowly becoming this like shell of myself. That's a hard moment and an honest truth. And in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways, you know, I find it interesting that you said it was teacher training um, because (laughs) it really, you know, it sounds so cliche to be like, yoga, Mm -hmm. save me. (laughs) 
Same girl. Same. same because me. the same <laughs> thing happened where I was like, huh, guess I got to go focus on myself now a little bit. <laughs> got to start yeah. healing some of these traumas. Oh, that's why. Yeah. And it's still always been a practice and a progress, of course. You know, it's... Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's funny because you'll hear people, oh, if I do a, if I get to do a split, you know, then I don't have to practice it anymore. And it's like, actually, uh, that's, no. that's, that's kind of doesn't to, work that way. Yeah. I'll do a split. And then three days later, I can't, I have to use like two blocks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and the same thing. Exactly. And that's for better or worse, because mm-hmm. then in the direction of wanting to self-improve to what you're saying, you reach that point and you said, you know, this needs to change. Mm-hmm. So I find that really um, remarkable. What were those first steps that you took? And you mentioned therapists. Mm-hmm. Of course, yoga is another therapist in the mm-hmm. toolkit as well. But what steps did you implement or strategies or any tools or you know things that you were doing to help say, this is me. This feels um... like Lauren. Well, one, just to like um, talk about a little bit of the evolution, I think I started accepting that we're different from day to day. And so before I was always like comparing myself to, you know, the Lauren that could do the split three days ago. And I think that was part of the authenticity journey is I was like, okay, but today is a whole new different day. Like I'm not that Lauren anymore, even though it was just a couple of days ago. And once I started looking at it like that, I think it became a little bit easier as far as like expressing myself, like even emotionally, like I would always be like, everything's fine. I'm great. We're fine over here. Even though I'd be like boiling inside. And then, so I started to go back and I'd be like, you know what? Like, I'm actually not fine. And it was just those little things that like started, I think my brain started even trusting myself. Like, oh, I can say these things that are authentic. I can show up in like an emotionally authentic way. And it's like, it's okay. Um, and music helped me a lot. Like literally like just dancing in my room and getting like into my body with no one around and closing my eyes and listening to whatever I felt like in the moment. I think the most important thing I'm getting at is whatever I wanted to do right in that moment, I was just like, okay, we're going to roll with it. I like that. And I do the same thing with music too. Same thing. It's like because it puts you into your body. If you're moving, mm-hmm. and you know, any kind of art can pull out that emotion, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you're moving in your body. The same with yoga. You get yeah. into your body, and you say, "This is what this feels like," and it becomes about self. And as you know, the whole topic of this is authentic self. Self. I and I'm not sure how many years ago this was, but what would you say now, especially with social media? What is authenticity or what is lack there of authenticity? <laughs> oh, social media. Oh my gosh, I have this love-hate relationship with social media. <laughs> Let me tell you. Ooh. So I was never a huge social media girl. Like I've had Facebook and then I had an Instagram and I kind of just lurked or whatever. Um, but you, if you're building like a brand, you people want to see the behind the scenes. So I started using it more. And what always irked me about social media, and I didn't realize it at the time, was that everything was so fake. It was like everyone had these like beautiful filters on, and it looked like they were just living the life. And so I would go, <laughs> I would go home, and I'd be like, Why isn't my life this perfect? How come I'm not like in Capri with my like Aperol spritz on a <laughs> Tuesday? I can go to work. <laughs> me too. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then I was like, okay, if I'm going to be on social media, we're going to show you like the real, like, I'm not going to just show you the filtered version. I'm going to show you, you know, the behind the scenes <laughs> of like what it really takes to, you know, I don't know, have a brand or like even the emotional stuff behind it. Like, am I doing the right thing? Am I making the right decisions? Um, that's stuff that affects you. And so now that's the way that I use social media. And that's why I really like TikTok because it's just kind of people like brushing their teeth, like telling you about their day <laughs> and what happened to them. Um, and I think we're moving in social media, we're moving more to that raw essence of like, people don't want to really see you with your hair done and makeup done all the time. They want to see like what you look like when you go out of bed and like, getting your hands dirty and what it takes to, you know, have a successful career in whatever you do. They want to see the grunt work behind the scenes. So now I'm like, oh, this is my type of social media because I don't know how to edit anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't agree more that it does become, it became very filtered. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm guilty of that too. I do touch mm -hmm. up some photos, you know, mm -hmm. there's part of that yeah. too, that it's a brand, but at the same time, there's also that desire and craving for what is authentic. And, and thankfully, I don't have makeup on right now, so you get the you get I the do. real. <laughs> and you I like talking about this. <laughs> but it's your personality that's shining through, and that's the best part. The best part. Now, when we come to your brand, Stratosphere Forty One. What obviously the yoga part is something very um, elemental to your foundation as a person now, mm -hmm. but what are, what, what is the, you know, the tie in with authentic self? Like I said, like I, I was so stifled. I can't even been, begin to describe it. Like I literally was walking through life as a zombie like I was showing up and I was disassociating so badly that like, I wouldn't remember my day at all. And I was doing all of these things that like, you know, I was going to work and all this stuff and I would have a full day and I would get home and I don't know what happened. So when I started to build stratosphere, I was like, how can I build something that really reflects me and that I hope reflects other people? Because I felt like a lot of yoga brands didn't really speak to me. I felt like it was like, they had really muted colors or it wasn't inclusive enough. And, and I was just like, okay, I don't fit in this box. And I think other people probably can relate. So how can I build something where everyone feels celebrated and we can show up as like our bold selves and our authentic selves, but we can accept that everyone is different. Like, so I show up very bright and I kind of like to be loud <laughs> and like that's something I'm figuring out now but I have friends who are very different and you know they're a little bit maybe more meek and quiet and that's their authentic self and I think there's a space where we can kind of walk together like side by side and ha and make room for each other you know like I can be loud right now maybe we can be quiet later or whatever however it works um that's something that's just really important to me with stratosphere beyond like the products and all of that stuff which is important to have that to always go back to is, you know, what, what you are. And that ties into our initial opening of this conversation. If you don't know who you are, it's very hard to put it through in a company and a message oh, yeah. and products yeah. and get oh, yeah. it to connect with <laughs> the audience. So you have to, you almost had to do, you know, that, that initial grunt work for yourself, but also for mm -hmm. the building and foundation of what is 
your your creation, your baby now. Yeah. I would I would be very curious to know as well, you know, what are the conversations that you have now with yourself? You know, I think it's a daily practice, just like a meditation, just like a yoga. But what are some of those conversations like that you have with yourself if you're open to share? And how do you almost workshop through it? Because like Mm -hmm. you said, we have up and down days. I 100% get it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, I just had a down day yesterday. Um, I think I a question I ask myself all the time is like, am I pulling like my boundaries and like, or, but, or am I betraying myself? So before I was always doing all of these things that I didn't want to do. And yes, um, in life, you have to compromise. I completely understand that. But then sometimes I will revert back and I'll find myself saying yes to stuff that I'm like, wait, (laughs) I don't want to do this at all. Like, what are we talking about here? And now I'll go back and I'll be like, that's a little bit of a betrayal to yourself. And now I'm a little bit disconnected. So I reflect on these things all the time. Like, am I being true to what I really want? Um, I reflect on, you know, my behavior and like what I've said and like, was that authentic and how I express myself to other people? And if it wasn't nowadays, I challenge myself to go back. Like, and I'm like, I'll have like this stomach like feeling and I'll be like, I don't want to talk about this, like with this person, but I'll be like, Hey, like, I just really feel called to like, say X, Y, and Z. And I think that doing those little things, like showing up like that constantly reinforces my authenticity journey. Cause it's like, okay, I can trust myself that like, if I get a little bit off track, I can hop back on. And like yesterday I was like in bed all day and I was having a down day and I was like, wait, but this is also authentic that like, I don't have to be super chipper all the time. Like I can't have a day where I'm like sad in bed and like questioning my whole existence, (laughs) but that's part of it too. Right. So yeah, I think those are the type of discussions I have with myself. (laughs) You're so honest and it's refreshing because it's truly what a lot of, you know, humans, but also entrepreneurs, it's what goes in our minds. And there's that constant like questioning of, you know, and I I see it with acting as well. We call it like inner inner monologue and -hmm. it's the inner monologue of what's going on. But that inner monologue as an artist, as an entrepreneur, sometimes will take you down that path of who the heck do you think you are and what do you think you're doing? And (sighs) you even exist in this lifetime. And it's like, whoa. Oh yeah, I um, Slow it down. I do a lot of improv, so I know those inner monologues, and that is all the time you're like, "Whoa, am I doing this thing?" And like, "Who do you think you are to be doing this?" But I think all of that is part of it, you know. Like, we're not going to be these people that can always show up like 100 as ourselves, and like nothing goes wrong. There's going to be things that get thrown your way, you know. You're going to have those intrusive thoughts, and so now I'm just kind of like, when I say it out loud, I realize how many people are going through the same things. I'm like, oh, (laughs) okay, cool. That makes it a little bit easier to handle. (laughs) We're all treading water in the same sea. Yeah. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Basically. What do you do on a daily basis to reinforce for Lauren being authentic, to keep on that path? You know, any Mm -hmm. takeaways for those who are listening, you know, for myself included, I'm asking selfishly now. (laughs) What's what's a day of grounding for Lauren in that self? A day of grounding? um, Definitely yoga. Like, I know it sounds like cliche, but 
I have other workouts that I do and yoga is the only one that I can address things in the class. Like you have all these thoughts that you can't really escape from and you're like, oh, I was just trying to get a flow in, but here we are. Um, so <laughs> I try like to start my day at least with like a yoga um, class. And then um, I'm trying to think of like other ways that I do this. Um I guess I do a lot of things that involve moving my body, but like, for instance, driving and like, I can't escape my thoughts there. So it's like, I really think about like what I want or like a walking meditation. Um, I feel like I solve all the problems and I'm like, let's go after like a walking meditation. Um, and to be honest, intuitive eating as well. Um, I was someone who was always like restricting and then binging and then doing too many workouts and then the cycle continued. And I find that when I intuitively eat, like I can trust myself more to know like what I want. And yeah, I have guilty thoughts, but if it's like, okay, just have the chocolate chip cookie. And I'm like, Oh, I can do that. So then it translates into other parts of my life where it's like, just go for the thing you wanted to go for. And like, we'll see I'm like, Oh, that's actually a possibility. <laughs> So I think those are like the main ways. Um, I definitely uh, write a lot like in my phone. I type like on the notes and just get do a lot of brain dumping, get my thoughts out there. And then later, like I'll reflect on it. I'm not really like a person who journals and like physically writes, but I will like do some rapid texting. Um, I'm sure I think of there if there are other like little things that I do. <laughs> Phenomenal takeaways. And I have chills as you're sharing some of those. Is that exactly, you know, this podcast is called Never Settle and you clearly haven't settled, but on a personal <laughs> level, you know, it embodies what um, living free is. And that's my whole life mission is about giving yourself permission to live by your own rules. And that's really mm -hmm. what you just shared there. So it's a, I get a little worked up at the same time because I'm like, I would just want to like, hell yeah. And I want to stand up and cheer for that because it's beautiful to see and hear it from someone else who's also been on the other side of the fence, you know, giving yourself permission to have whatever it is that you want to eat, you know, and how society will put us into boxes. And mm -hmm. so, you know, People, um, maybe you've heard this too. People say, oh, you do yoga. So you're one of those vegans. And I was like, actually, I'm, like, I'm a no. flexitarian and I'm going to do whatever I feel. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I was like, mm-hmm, shut you up. Okay. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, actually, I'm going to go grab margaritas with my friends, like, literally right after yoga class and we're going to have fun. Um, because I think, like, the, I don't have to be just one thing. And I think that's why I was so stifled for so long. It was like, oh, if I'm a yogi, I have to be this vegan. I have to like be super peaceful. And I'm like, oh, I'm really like chaotic. And like, I changed my <laughs> mind a lot. And this isn't really working. So now I'm like, that also goes with cycle thinking. Now I like sync up things with my cycle a little bit more before I would just like pound out hit workouts the whole month. And now I'm like really trying to listen to my body. And it's like, oh, maybe you should just take a yoga class that's a little bit more chill and then relax the rest of the day. And so I'm working through that where I don't have guilt surrounding it. And so that's still like an ongoing thing, but cycle sinking, sinking ladies, like amazing. <laughs> so profound and so much self work. Oh, it's this is such a refreshing conversation. Lauren, we're going to drop all the information for stratosphere 41 yoga below. And on a personal level, I adored this conversation with you. I feel like it could go Thank on you. for a lot longer. 
<laughs> um, definitely foresee so much success for you in the future. And I want to stay connected. Thank so thank you for your time to be your honest, authentic self here, because it certainly comes across and it lights up a room. Oh, thank you so much. I like just made my day. <laughs> likewise, likewise. That wraps up another episode of Never Settle. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel and uh, podcast. We will be following up with additional interviews of other change makers and those who think different, who are never settling and always raising their own personal bar to inspire others to do so as well.